uh, a father is a beautiful thing. Uh, it is work. Uh, and, and ultimately, all that our children want of us uh, is to be present. Uh, this is a dad show, man. And whether a man, a woman, grandparent, mother, daughter, whoever's listening, they need to hear these stories. You're now listening to My father, he was a he was a custodian at the church, and you know, for a long time, I grew up in the church. I believe that every father is supposed to be a better father than his father, right? So if you just by you had talked, you know, a few months back, I had went through some issues where I ain't gonna front, man. I was just flat out weak. This COVID thing has really just sold me crazy. You're now listening. To- is when you're a father there's different lenses in how you need to communicate to be engaged with them and and ultimately what we produce as fathers uh will be a masterpiece time and time again it's your host with the most traveling coast to coast charmer and you're now listening to another episode of fatherhood fridays how you guys doing out there i'm doing pretty good um, as we are approaching uh thanksgiving there's a lot to be thankful for out there especially those dads that are holding it down with their kids and preparing for the holidays and so man i'm excited i don't have a cold anymore I am 21 days as a vegan and lost 10 pounds. And so we're just full steam ahead. And so I'm also excited about today's episode. Why? Uh, Because I think this is a relevant episode in today's society. We're talking about uh, baby daddies and fathers that have children with more than one woman. And so I'm not going to be doing this alone. We actually... Um, making a trip to Washington, D.C. So I want to introduce a guy by the name of A.J. Adams. Uh, He has a podcast uh, with his co-host, Elijah, called Just My Baby Daddy Podcast, where they talk about different topics as it relates to being a baby's daddy. And so without further ado, allow me to welcome A.J. Man, how you doing out there? Man, I'm good. And you know what's funny? I love the name of my podcast. It just sounds so funny to hear other people say it like that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, man, we don't talk, we talk about fatherhood. We don't talk about being no baby daddy, but it's just like, that's what we label, right? When you, when, even though you're a father, I'm a father first, but we you know when they see you, they just see you as a baby daddy. But thank yeah, you for having me on. Yeah, I want to kind of go deep into that, you know, as, we, as we're starting the interview, you know, and it, you know, it's actually, it sticks out. You know, when you say just my baby daddy, a lot of thoughts go through your head and so um i'm you know i wanted you actually to expound on that but before we kind of get into today's topic i wanted you to kind of give you a warm-up question you said your uh your bio said you're from washington dc correct yeah okay so my question to you is is that where is the best place 
where they serve mambo sauce. I heard it started in Chicago, now D.C. Oh, well, I mean, it's in, it's in D.C. The best place is in D.C. Now, where to actually get it? Great mambo sauce. Where, where can we get the best mambo sauce at? Well, for me, um, gosh, I think it's the name is like Y Sing or something like that. It's this one uh, carryout that I would go to on Pennsylvania Avenue near Pennsylvania and Branch Avenue. Um, but that's like a little carryout. But if you're going to a restaurant or some people from out of town and they want to sit down somewhere, because normally, you know, everybody will tell you you get the best mumbo sauce from the carryout. You know what I mean? Okay. So you get the, the wings and fries and all of that. But if you're going to a restaurant and actually want to sit down somewhere, you can go to uh, the Hamilton. Okay, the Hamilton. So break the Hamilton. Down. What is mumbo sauce, is it? sweet chili sauce is it hot sauce is it mild sauce like what exactly is it? i mean i i know it's the cheap sauce that come with three wings and fries so that's like that's about, about the best thing i can describe it as it's something we grew up on forever so it's just you know i when i was in college in north carolina i would make it using um i guess sweet and sour sauce like the hot sweet and sour sauce or orange sauce is that most places like the orange chicken the sweet and sour sauce i would take that get my barbecue sauce and get some hot sauce and like cayenne pepper and do it myself that's because i was just fiending for it because i was missing home but okay yeah and it it seemed like it's only in dc when i went to college too i had a friend from dc and he used to talk about mambo sauce and i'm like what is it he was like it's kind of polynesian it's kind of spicy it's kind of sour it's just a combination of everything I just said. I was like, yeah, yeah, he's right. He's absolutely right. All right. So if you, if anybody is listening out there, fathers, mothers, go to DC, get some carry out and try the mambo dipping sauce. It'll change your life. <laughs> All right, man. So as we're kind of rolling full steam ahead into today's podcast, um i wanted to kind of give you an opportunity to kind of talk about your podcast what was what was the idea behind creating your podcast just my baby daddy podcast um it started when i was having a conversation with a group of women at my friend's house and we were just talking about things relationships kids things of that nature and um what was funny to me was they were attentive they paid attention they agreed and i said to them right then and there because they were talking about you know some of them were talking about their issues with with, you know the father of their children and things of that nature and i said you know what's funny the only reason why you're listening to anything i'm saying to you right now is because i'm not him because i know i could tell or most men if you tell your baby mama something or you tell somebody something they don't want to hear it from you they just don't. But yet when they hear it from another voice, it can be the exact same thing, but yet they listen. And so once I heard that, once I got into that, I was like, well, all these issues that we go through as fathers, we don't really express. We don't talk about it. Um, and so we just looked at it as just like, you know, that's just, he can handle it. That's just my baby daddy. He'll figure it out, stuff like that. So, you know, it, it just made us really think into, all right, we need to talk about the impact of fatherhood what matters how it's important and we just started from there okay okay and so anybody that's listening you can go and check his podcast out just my baby daddy podcast is available on all podcast platforms 
Um, and he had he has some good topics on there. I had to list. I had the chance to listen to a couple of them, and they're really good, especially the uh, recent one, Content Baby. And I think you guys did an interview with the comedian Bruce Bruce. Is that correct? Yeah, the Bruce Bruce one was funny because he talked about how, uh, you know, he had to go to court fifty five times with his baby mom before. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, you'd be surprised what, what people go through um, regarding having children with, with uh, more than one woman. And so I know this is kind of a touchy subject. And so you told me in the email that you're a father of three, um, married, divorced. Oh, no. I mean, I'm, I'm currently in the relationship. So I have a younger child now that was just born, but I did have two children with my previous relationship mm-hmm. but we were not married okay okay and so what is something you want people to know about you know having children from a previous relationship uh i can say when you first start getting out of that relationship and going on to venture into other people you need to totally make sure that you're done with that previous relationship. Um, there's no, it's not doing anybody any good if yourself, your children, or anything, if you feel as though, okay, my relationship is over and now I'm on to the next. I'm gonna figure out, I can try over, I can start over. Because I see a lot of people do that where they leave the house and then all of a sudden they're with another woman right away or they're starting another family right away. Like you need to take the time to actually process what's going on and deal with the impact that comes with actually leaving because um, that's a real mental strain especially if you're an active parent and you've been involved with the upbringing of your children the entire time you're losing that relationship with your children along with that relationship with their mother is a lot to deal with and a lot of times we just run from dealing with that to just run to be with somebody else that's one thing I would suggest. Okay. Well, talk about a little bit the parenting dynamic. Like, how does that change, you know, once you're no longer in the relationship? <sighs> Your words that, um, <laughs> it's funny. Like, your opinions of situations and things lose a lot of, uh, a lot Fred. of validity in their eyes incredibility mm-hmm. very fast um like if i was to suggest you know i think maybe it'd be good for him to or her to do this whereas before they may have been indifferent now it's like it's a no no i don't agree i don't agree i don't want to do this so things like that that type of communication comes uh comes very hard in the beginning but the thing is you can't give up you have to just work through that and constantly constantly just stay in communication because mm-hmm. it gets better on the other side um it's not, it's not going to be easy in the beginning at all i'm still not easy now i'm still trying to work through to getting all the way through to the other side but it's, it's a very difficult thing very difficult thing gotcha gotcha and so you know um how many how many years are you removed from your first relationship to to now <laughs> Uh, I think probably about seven. Okay. okay. About six or seven. Um, we parted ways when my 
middle child. Now, my son was uh, around two years old. He's eight now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was about it's about six years ago, and then um, my youngest child is only three months. But okay. it was it was a two year window. Um, I, my current child, my overall my youngest child, uh, me and their mom were together for about two and a half years before she ever met my children. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and so I know you you know um, the the podcast title just my baby daddy. You know you got you 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 explained to me that you're still a father at the end of the day. So why do you think the term baby daddy has such a negative connotation? Um, to be honest, I think the term is a uh, is a dismissive term because it's I don't want to say it the wrong way. I'll say I'll say it as nicely as possible. Okay. I believe the way the term came it came from women who did not have a man and had no other way to justify that this person is actually a parent to my I don't know so I said this before and I don't want to get in trouble for saying it like this so I'm my bad might have to edit so the reason why the connotation baby daddy I believe is a negative one is because it's very dismissive of the fact that this person is actually a partner for you still. Like, I am more than just a child to your father. I am, I mean, a father to your child. Mm-hmm. I am actually a partner to you, whether you want to be or not. Like, mm-hmm. and, and when you say my baby daddy, that's like, well, he's something to the child. He's nothing to me. Like, I don't need to be an emotional connection to you I don't need to be in a relationship with you but it needs to be some kind of respect and understanding that comes within each other in order for us to be able to properly raise this child together because mm-hmm. like you say you know, I might be a, I might just be a baby daddy well to that child I'm just dad I'm just daddy I'm just father so don't try to downplay what I'm doing to that child because you feel as though what you wanted to get out of it you're not getting from it Okay. Okay. I, hey, there, there, there's no right or wrong answers, and you know, I just want to hear your truth at the end of the day. You know, not not being judgmental, and I think I think you make a valid point. Um, you know, because you you know, just my baby daddy kind of minimizes the role that you have as a partner um, slash father, and so me as a fatherhood specialist. You know, I always careful on the language that I use when I interact with fathers. You know, as you've seen in the emails, I try to refer to as the mother of uh, your child. You know what I mean? Because some fathers can take it offensive. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't. I try my best not to get offended by it because it's just it's just the way people talk. If I'm confident and I know who I am and what I am and my children know who I am, I don't get offended by the phrase, but I can understand how others can hmm yeah so we you know um at my organization we took training classes on verbiage just understanding certain language and how it can be 
uh, offensive or sensitive to different cultures, different people from different walks of life. And so in society, what are some resources and support that can be provided for, for baby daddies? Uh, to be, to be honest, it's what helped me. And I've seen a lot of these going on is it sounds weird for me to say, cause I can never picture myself being a part of like a men's group. Like that's just not my personality, but there's, um, there's a group of dads. We just come together. Uh, I guess it's like once I'd say once every two months and we, whether it's like a fishing trip, a, uh, golf trip we do something together just to clear our minds and talk about how we're making it through our own mental health things of that nature because we have to talk to each other mm-hmm. i think i think the biggest resource you have is right there in front of you you just most of the people just don't use it like if you have a support system of other dads or other parents around you talk to them about your struggles because you're not alone Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the biggest thing because I have not maybe not everybody has as strong of a support system as I have, but I've had a support system for years but never used it. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. open my mouth to say that I'm struggling or man, I don't know what to do with this, or I'm going crazy with my child, or I, I don't I don't know what to do. I'm completely lost. And instead of reaching out and asking for help, I just like ah, I'm gonna figure it out. That's good. That's good. Um, because even in my line of work as a fatherhood specialist, I'm always encouraging fathers to find, uh, like you said, a social support system to have your social needs met. Um, many women, not all, but many women have that social support. They have a group of girlfriends that they've been rocking with for five, 10, maybe more years that if something can go down, they can find a way to, to have brunch and you know, communicate as guys. Sometimes we 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 have the mindset of uh, pulling ourselves up by a bootstrap, and it's just me, myself, and I. And, and once we realize that we're not alone, and that we need each other, we realize we kind of share the same commonalities. Even though I might be black, this person might be Mexican or white or Asian or you know so on and so forth. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Any other uh, resource or support? I know you talked about social support, you know, connecting with a men's group. Anything else, or is there something maybe going on in the DC area that maybe fathers need to be aware of? Mm. You know, that's one thing that I that I have decided I want to start doing is looking more into that stuff because I'm not going to lie, my and I don't even. I don't have a brand as a father, right? I, don't, I wouldn't say my brand as a father, but just me as a dad, like I've always viewed myself, still view myself as just everyday ordinary person, right? Okay. I'm just an everyday person. So when it comes to stuff like, and it's funny because now I, I have fatherhood panels that I speak on and things of that nature, but I haven't, I can honestly say I haven't been as involved as I should be. And that's something that I, that I wouldn't mind actually taking my time to learn more into. So if anybody you know knows of any fatherhood thing coming up in D.C., I'll be more than willing to attend. But as far as me knowing, I don't. I don't. And okay. though I should. Okay, no worries. Um, I'm here in Texas. I'll be sure to send you some links 
there's one in particular I'm thinking of, fatherhood.gov or fatherhood, the fatherhood hub, where they have different uh, things that you can connect to in your local city regarding fatherhood. So I'll be sure to send you that link and, and you can spread it out as you choose to. And so look, looking through your bio, you were talking about how um, most of your life you grew up without a father. Your father um, uh, left when you were four years old, I, I believe due to gun violence. Is that correct? Yes. And so kind of talk about maybe his uh, legacy or history that you might know about him versus what you're doing that's different or even better. So when here's, here's the funny thing about about a legacy uh, of my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my father was, of course, seeing as though my father died of gun violence, you can you can just assume that he wasn't, you know, just a a dentist going to work, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so that, that right. what happens to him. So he he did the street life. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he did it well and what's funny is as you grow up uh, as I grow up and I would be around certain places where he would be around all you would hear is look just like him act like him like little little stuff like that right and so you would I tried to take his legacy in a negative way mm-hmm. in a way right Um, but then I thought about it like what I want to do is I think he tried to break a cycle the best he knew how to be a good father and be there for me because he was raised without his father um, for the first part when he was young and also without his mother Mm, gotcha and so you know I'm the first one in three I had a father that died of gun violence um, dealing with drugs in the street and my grandfather died before he was 30 from overdose mm. Mm. so it's a it was a legacy of, of drugs in the family okay, okay. Um, so one thing I did do was I tried to end that legacy um, for once I got to uh, let's say about 15 where I can start making more decisions and actually realize what I'm doing um, I decided that that would be my legacy would be doing the opposite of that um, I always wanted my dad I always wanted you know someone to be there someone to talk to and I wanted my legacy to be that whatever happens at the end of the day, if I have children, I want them to think of me as everything that I wanted. Like my best friend, somebody to talk to, whether I'm struggling in school, if my mom's getting on my nerves, I have, I have, you know, so many things that I create in my head that honestly, my father's legacy is just an imagination in my mind. Hmm. So okay. it is no real legacy that he has with me outside of what I just create. And right. that becomes a dangerous thing because I can go down a whole road of how I think my dad is amazing, but yet I have a brother and sister, you know, 
who were born to a, a teen mom. My dad was not a teen when he had them. When she got pregnant, you know? So it's like by not having a father, I created my own legacy of my father. Imagination created myself and then off of that decided what I want my own legacy to be. So that really left for me. I love it. I love it. Creating creating a new standard, creating a new a new expectation. And I think that's what it takes for you and for many of us. And so if your kids or, you know, the mother of your children were listening to today's episode, what's something you want them to know about today's topic of conversation? Uh, I'm not, um, oh, I can say, I, I, not just that, not just that. I will, I will make a statement for fathers in general. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take my distance as a lack of love. Don't take the fact that I'm not there every day as a sign that I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what happens a lot of time is, you know, I don't have full custody of my children. I see my children often. But I would love to have full custody of my children, but I wouldn't want to go through that whole process. They have an excellent mother. Nothing, not, no knock against their mother. I would just want my children all the time for my own selfish reasons. Though they all probably would be better off with their mother as far as living situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to know that I want to be there everything. Though I can't, I would want to be. Uh, a lot of times as dads when we're not in the house it's viewed like you're just out partying out living your life doing whatever you want to do well mm-hmm. i would want my kids to know that if i had it my way what i really really want to do is to have them home every day like that's 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 really 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 what i would want to do man i think i think that's i think that what you're saying is good man why because a lot of times we don't we don't get to explain what you just said uh, to our kids in in this situation until they're a lot older or till they have their own kids but you being able to voice this now and say hey this is this this is what i really want i can't because of the legal system even though i see you often but this is what i would want and this is how i would like it to be i think i think it's great man yeah. Yeah, but that's the other part. When 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 it comes to become a baby dad, if you're in a relationship at some point, when you leave, it appears as though you're just giving up. And mm-hmm. that that's and that's never the case. I never will want my children. And that's another thing. If you are to leave, you have to make sure that your children know that you're leaving, but you're not leaving them. That's it. That's it. And it's hard because we have a thing called the justice system or the legal system that determines how much custody oftentimes a father is allowed to see with their children. You know, sometimes it's 50 50. Sometimes it's, you know, 70 30. You know, everybody has a different situation. And so when it comes to the, you know, child support or the legal system, what's something that needs to change? 
<sighs> Man, we ain't got that long. <laughs> what needs to change? Um, I could tell you one thing that needs to change, and I can't. I we've had a lawyer, we've had a uh, family lawyers, and in mm-hmm. our. In our on our podcast um we've had judges on our podcast mm-hmm. one thing i think that needs to change is our mindset towards the legal system okay talk about it uh because we instantly especially as dads we instantly think we're just going to lose um while that is you know there's a lot going on that's tied up against us if you become proactive, if you really start showing that, hey, I want to make sure I'm a part of my child's life, the legal system can work in your favor, son. Like, that's one one thing I... It's still not good. It ain't gonna work in our favor for the most part. A lot. But it can help if you get ahead of it. Like, one thing I can say that every lawyer and judge that's been on and said is the best thing you can do if you feel like you're going down that road is go there yourself put yourself on child support you start to try to set the terms of what you want for your uh for your um visitation don't just sit back and wait and be like oh she gonna take me to court let me see what's going on here like don't do that don't do that because we have enough i could do a lot to bash our legal system because I mean, shit, we can pick from anything, right? right. But instead of taking the time to do that and, uh, you know, just keep building and building upon that, I'd rather take the time and just use the platform to say, don't be as afraid of it. Just face it head on because if you're going down that road anyway, it's best to get ahead of it. It's best to get ahead of it. And what, and what are some ways that you can get ahead of it by doing what? Uh, for one, you can go put yourself on child support. I didn't know that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You can go down and put yourself on child support. Um, another thing someone did was uh it wasn't a cut, it's like terms of custody agreement that was put in because he felt it and he knew it and it was, came to happen where uh he tried to the mom tried to take the daughter out of state. And so, instead of you trying to fight a legal battle from somewhere, like, she takes the kid to Texas, and you're in D.C., like, that's not good. You want to be, if you're in D.C. already, y'all all are here, get your paperwork, get ahead of it, put that in place here, before they can go away. Like, little things like that, you need to be proactive with. If you realize that this is going to come down and may have to come down this road, be proactive with it. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's, that 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 is that is really good. Um, and I I also would say, even though you know I'm not in your same situation, I will also say that there needs to be more uh, male representation because yeah. a lot of times when you're dealing with the judge, you're dealing with the lawyer, you're dealing with the social worker. Uh, I mean, so on and so forth. It it can be feel like it's predominantly women. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with women, but it can almost feel like a bias. You have 
four women, the wife, the social worker, the lawyer, the judge, and then you have one father that's going before all these women. And it can feel biased sometimes. And it can feel like we're not being represented in the way that we should be. Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, I can agree. I can agree. Do you want to you want to speak on that a little bit more? I'll leave it. Well, no. So the hardest part about that is I don't you don't want to you don't want to just say okay because they're women they won't you know understand right or they won't they won't get it. But it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to explain the role of a dad or how important that dad has been or how how much we mean to someone's life when you when you're going against a mom and a mom's here and a mom and a mom and a mom and everybody's moms and you're the only dad. Like <laughs> man, it is it is it is definitely rough. It is it is definitely rough because you know they can all relate and understand to the pain that that woman is going through. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand what we're going through. And a lot of times, like I said, we don't talk about it. Right. But sometimes, sometimes as I can look at somebody sometimes, you can just tell. You can look at another dad and just tell when they feel like they're going completely through it. But we never say it. We never say it. And since we don't speak up, don't say nothing, we just sit in that room. And they just look at us and just keep talking and talking and talking. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, you know, my, my mindset is it's not so much the position as it is sometimes just having the support, right? Having male representation as a support. Like I have my uncle here or I have my best friend here to support me in this um, so that, you know, there's some kind of relatability or there's some there's someone that I can go to. Yeah. Okay. Well, man, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, man. This has been a great uh, topic today. Um, and so, as we are signing off, is there anything else that you would like to say today on Fatherhood Friday? Uh, just um, make sure you're. Look, I, I got a shirt on that I got from what is it? Father Figures. Uh, the clothing brand and it's because a their model really really resides with me and it's be present not perfect and so what yeah I know I think I think they're based out of Dallas if I'm not mistaken um, I can't remember where he's based I I had him on too yeah I know I um I've, I've been connected to that guy I think they're based out of Dallas um because I, I recognize the slogan be uh present and not perfect and so what what does that mean to you that that means i don't know how to be a great dad but i know every day i show up and try i love it i love it i love it i don't know how to be a perfect dad but every day i show up and try and so we're gonna leave it there aj you're now listening in you're now concluding with another episode of fatherhood friday season six with your host chalmer and aj and we are signing off until then we will be back next friday 
You guys take care. Happy Thanksgiving. And we will talk to you soon. Hey, appreciate your time, AJ. I appreciate it. All right. And And here is a bonus on our behind-the-scenes conversation. What did you think? It was good. It was good. Um, yeah, y'all, y'all, your podcast is a little different from ours because I like it. Yours is structured. You know exactly where you're going to point by point by point. Ours, when we do our interviews, we just be all over the place. We, But we do base everything off of uh, – we only have, like, three main questions that we make sure we ask and everything mm-hmm. else we just flow off the guests but this is good this is really good hey i appreciate it man we we've been at it about four years and so if you have a chance to listen to my podcast you can go back to some early episodes where i weren't as structured and was kind of all over the place but i just wanted you know, as it evolved, just to kind of have an identity of its own, you know, and and so that, you know, I can give a voice to fathers and give information and be supportive. Gotcha. And what made you decide not to do your pure audio? I'm pure audio because I'm currently I'm looking for a podcast studio. So that's why I'm pure audio right now. Because most people, they do it off their computer you know, in their office or living room. I want to actually have like a podcast studio so it can look and feel a little more like you on a talk show, even if it is, you know, so that's, that's what we're actually working on right now. Yeah, we did. We, we was doing that a little bit, um, but now we're just doing virtuals. Like it's, it, it depends on who you are. Mm-hmm. Like if I get, we've been trying to get uh like, Cat Williams. If I get Cat Williams, I'm not doing the virtual Cat Williams. I'm gonna figure out where he is. I'm gonna sit down. And I'm gonna get it. But everybody okay. else, we just on the we just on the virtual it for now. Okay. Cause you do so you do mostly local guests then. No, uh, I do anybody. I've did people in in D.C., Florida. I've did people out the country. So with me sending a link, as long as you have a strong internet connection, I can I can do you from. In, I'm talking in about for your, your in-persons. My in-persons? Uh, yeah, right now it's just locally. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, we was trying to, we were traveling and stuff and just, and then the audio and visual got messed up. It's just, it's a lot.